Hello, and welcome to episode 70 of the Waters Wavelength Podcast. My name is Anthony Maliki, and I'm the U.S. Editor of Waters. I know we've been saying it for the last few weeks, but no, it was not a running gag. This is the first official Waters Wavelength Podcast that Dan Francesco will not be part of. Uh, but the show must go on, and I think we have a good one for you today. Earlier this week, LiquidNet bought OTAS Technologies, um, so just in a moment, we're gonna have uh, we're gonna bring on Adam Sussman from LiquidNet. He's gonna talk about what this acquisition means for his company and for clients of both companies, and we'll also get into some of the general market trends that uh, led to the deal. Before we get to that, a few house cleaning notes. Uh, first, the Waters rankings are officially open for voting. Um, there are 30 categories this year to vote on. You can vote on all 30 or just pick out the ones that you're most familiar with. Um, the only requirement is that you have to be an end user to vote in these awards. No uh, vendors, no consultancies, any, uh, no PR firms, anything like that. Uh, the rankings will be open until June 9th, I believe. And we'd love to get your feedback. Uh, so please just go to waterstechnology.com. We'll also link to it uh, below the podcast here. Um, additionally, next week here in Manhattan, Inside Data Management is hosting their annual uh, North American Financial Information Summit that will be held at the Marriott Marquis in Midtown, New York. If you're an end user, it's free to attend. If you're interested in sponsoring or buying a ticket, we'll link to that information below the podcast on the Waters Technology page. Uh, and additionally, uh, this week was the BuySign Technology Europe event, and next month we have an event in Toronto. So conference season is in full swing right now, and what that means for you guys is that we're going to have a lot of stories going up over the course of the next few weeks, uh, interviewing C-level bank, hedge fund, asset management executives, and they're going to be talking about how they're using technology and data. So keep an eye out um, on waterstechnology.com for those articles. And if you're interested in attending, uh, go to our uh, website. We have all the information there, or you can reach out to me directly, and I can uh, try and guide you as best I can. Uh, okay, um, without further ado, let's hear from Adam Sussman about LiquidNet's acquisition of OTAS. Okay, so as mentioned before, today on the podcast, I'm joined by Adam Sussman, Head of Market Structure for LiquidNet. Adam, thank you for being with us today. Thanks for having me. No problem. Um, so you guys made some big news this week uh, as it was announced that LiquidNet has acquired OTS Technologies. Um, as we were talking before this call, uh, I'd spoken with Tom Doris, uh, OTS CEO, several times. And uh, you know he's got a he's well respected in the industry. The company, the OTS, is well respected because of their analytics and artificial uh, intelligence offerings. Um, so I guess my colleague Agalos he wrote about this acquisition will result in the combination of LiquidNet's virtual high touch decision support trading platform with OTAS's uh, analytics platform. For our listeners who might not have access to the article, can you kind of expand on what this combination will mean for users? Absolutely. So uh, LiquidNet's virtual high-touch platform uh, has really been focused uh, over the last year and a half on helping reinvent the way liquidity is sourced. So we've put out a number of different tools that, you know, as the trader has decided that they want to execute, uh, a lot of the tools that we've built have helped them source that liquidity, has helped them choose the best algorithm with which uh, to complete that execution. Um, so we've been very much focused on the um, decision support tool about um, 
you know, how to, how to source that liquidity. And with the acquisition of Otis Technologies and being able to integrate uh, their analytics onto that same uh, virtual high-touch platform, we will now expand, uh, you know, the, um, uh, the ways in which we can help our clients uh, to, you know, even higher-level uh, decision support tools. So, for example, uh, you know, using the analytics uh, from OTAS, they will be able to quickly identify uh, stocks that are on their pad that may require more attention uh, and that they may need to, to delve into uh, because there's something uh, happening in the marketplace um, that's causing that stock to uh, behave in, in a uh, abnormal fashion. Uh -huh. So, you know, trying to distill down all of the information that's occurring uh, across the markets down to what do you, the trader, need to focus on right now. Okay. And, you know, one reason, you know, as I understood it kind of back in November when it was launched, but for VHT was it's, it's kind of there to help buy-side firms better monitor performance on the trading desk, better understand which algos are working, uh, and kind of better understand how orders are being executed. Now, you kind of already talked about this, but what does OTAS bring to the table that may be an acquisition that made an acquisition more sensible than trying to build that kind of technology yourself? Yeah, sure. So, you know, I think that for us, it, it was really an acceleration of a strategy that uh, we had been planning on for a long time. Uh, during the, the, during this, uh, the opportunity uh, to acquire OTAS, we had been in talks with OTAS from a purely uh, you know, partnership perspective. So we had been spending a lot of time looking at dozens of analytics uh, providers uh, and trying to determine which w would deliver the most value uh, to, our, to our clients. And we had gone out and we had talked to our clients about you know, a range of different types of analytics uh, that we could provide, everything from you know, social, uh, social media content to um, alternative data sources uh, to um, things like uh, that OTAS delivers. So, uh, and, and time and time again, you know, thing, you know, what our clients told us aligned with what OTAS was already delivering today. Because again, it, it's it's not so much about for a trader, it's not so much about oh, I want access to more information. It's about getting the right information at the right time. So that's what really attracted us uh, to OTAS uh, even before we were aware that there was a, an opportunity to, to acquire them. So then when we became aware uh, that um, you know, we, we could extend this relationship beyond just partnering with them and actually acquire them, uh, you know, it, was, uh, it was an easy decision for us. And did you guys look at other analytics providers? You know, because in this space, obviously, you have your broker-dealer community that's you know kind of delivering a lot of these. that are trying to deliver a lot of these analytics, um, and now we're kind of starting to see this shift um, where buy side is really trying to take on a little bit more in-house through third-party providers, no doubt. But so I guess did you guys look at any of the other big analytics players, and then kind of what led you down the path to uh, tap OTest? Yeah, I mean, we were really looking at a range of different types of analytics providers. So we were we were trying to figure out of all of the data sets that are out there, which ones would uh, make the most sense to um, embed into our front end. And so what really struck us about OTAS is not only do they have their own analytics that uh, were the most um, that you know that resonated with our clients the most in the short term, 
but they also have an incredible, you know, uh, data ingestion model. So, you know, through the OTAS platform today, their existing clients have access to a lot of the alternative data um, companies that we were also talking to. So not only did they, uh, not only will they bring to our members uh, their own analytics, but, um, you know, the ability for us to quickly extend that uh, to uh, new data sets. Okay. And for users of things like OTAS Portfolio Analytics, OTAS Trading Analytics, OTAS Base, OTAS Lingo, those products that they offer, will they continue to have full access to those products independently? Um, will they be run independently? Or will they be uh, incorporated into the LiquidNet offering? I guess how will that kind of usage of, of previous OTAS users uh, translate to uh, LiquidNet now? So one of the one of the other things that we really liked about OTAS is that they have worked over the last you know five or six years, you know, with uh, the buy side in order to build the platform uh, that they have today. So that was really important for us because that's how we go out and decide what to build. We go out, we talk, we you know, partner with our members to figure out um, what we should be building, and, and they did the the same thing. So um, we feel like um, that that you know that we're very aligned on you know how the product roadmaps of each company has been built over the years, and yeah, they they you know to that point they've uh, done a great job and they have these very strong relationships. Uh, with these clients, and we're not going to, you know, we're not going to interrupt uh, the way that uh, existing OTAS clients um, receive that data. Okay. So, uh, yeah, you know, we're gonna we're gonna also uh, integrate it into our own front end, and if clients choose to continue to receive it the way they are through the OTAS platform, that's great. You know, we're going to work, you know, with these members in the same way to continue to innovate um, on that platform as well as deliver it through our front end. So for us, it's more, I think it's always about workflow uh, and accommodating the, the different workflows that your clients have. You can't be myopic about how you want to operate. You have to meet, you know, your, your customers uh, and how they, uh, how they operate, right? You've got to build around their workflows, not try to jam everybody down one particular uh, workflow. Sure, no doubt. That's how you kind of piss off customers. Is that after any acquisition, I think that's always where people are most concerned about is, you know, does this mean that I'm now going to be forced down one avenue when I really like this great, you know, it's like you have these great small technology providers when they get uh, bought a lot of concern and I think shifts to can I still have that same things that I was comfortable with and used to and rather than have to have a wholesale changeover, uh, which is always jarring for a client, it would, it would seem. Yeah, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna build the best products and, and let our clients choose. Okay, and then um, one trend that I, I, you know I'm seeing and I'm I'm inclined to believe kind of help with this deal, but is the buy side's use of and desire for more data sets, more you know, uh, to use a trendy phrase, uh, alternative data, and the ability to analyze that information. Um, that that is uh, growing and growing, stuff that you, they used to kind of rely on the sell side for, that now they are taking on a little bit more in-house or looking toward uh, third-party providers to help them with. Um, would you agree that that is the, the move that we're seeing right now in the analytics space on the buy side? Maybe kind of tell us from your perspective just a broader trend away from just what the LiquidNet offering and what this acquisition means 
more of where is the buy side moving today from what you're seeing um, when it comes down to analytics and the use of you know um, all different kind of data sets. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I, I think it's important um, to cover method two uh, as a part of that uh, as a part of that question because one of the reasons why the buy side is moving in that direction is because of you know the rules around unbundling and the rules around best execution and. Um, you know, part of that mandate is having a consistent, repeatable process um, by which you execute, you know, your orders. And having an analytics platform uh, coupled with a, um, you know, with a, with a uh, pool of liquidity and execution services, you know, we think will help the buy side uh, meet that uh, best X obligation. Um, as well as continue to, you know, deliver and protect uh, the alpha uh, that's generated by the portfolio managers. So, um, so I think that's, you know, part of why they've been moving away from, uh, you know, moving away from the sell side and, and trying to, you know, take on more responsibility for the, for the trading process. And then when it comes to, uh, you know, on the alternative data side, um, I think that's something, you know, that is a multi-year or, you know, decade-long uh, trend that we're, you know, in the early stages of. Uh-huh. The, uh, I think that uh, most people agree that the early adopters within the buy side is going to be the trading, uh, the trading desk. Um, and it's more about using that data to figure out, you know, how and when to execute as opposed to, you know, making a decision around, you know, whether to buy and sell the stock. So trying to change the investment decision process is probably a, a longer-term uh, project for the industry, uh, but the, I think the trading desks are the ones that are going to be the, the early adopters or are the early adopters on that. Mm-hmm. But over time, you know, that data is going to work its way into the investment decision process, into the risk management process, and really, you know, fundamentally change the way that uh, the buy side operates. Okay. And then the other thing I was just interested in is one of the things I always thought was really cool with OTS, with their offering was, you know, through their analytics, their microstructure and lingo offerings, they've had, you know, really interesting uses of artificial intelligence and machine learning capabilities, natural language processing, things like that, um, that they've been, you know, that they kind of spread around a lot of different areas of that kind of AI field. Um, from LiquidNet standpoint, where do you kind of see the evolution of AI and how it will help to transform the services that you are providing to clients? Yeah, you know, I think uh, there's a couple of different uh, use cases for it. You know, one is in terms of, um, you know, making things more repeatable and more consistent. So, you know, uh, anytime a, a trader receives a stock, you know, it can, you know, using the tools that were available five years ago, you know, it could take a very long time to figure out, you know, what's going on with that stock and then uh, what should I do in light of that information. Uh, And so, you know, analytics in general, whether it's, you know, AI or, uh, you know, other techniques can help expedite that process. So to me, the key is, uh, you know, often we hear about, you know, machines versus humans and, you know, automation is, is eating all the jobs, you know, uh, in the world. And I think for, um, you know, within finance, I think it's more about, 
you know, the coupling of a human with, um, you know, with a machine is going to be far more powerful than a machine on its own or a person on its own. So we see this more as augmentation rather than automation. And I just think that there's a whole wealth of information and data that can be quickly analyzed and um, and displayed or you know, or disseminated to uh, to traders or investment uh, analysts to help them, you know, make better and smarter decisions. And I think that's going to be key to uh, the future of active management. Sure. Yeah, I remember, I remember I was, a while back I spoke with uh, Tom about um, machine learning. That's one of the quotes he said. It was really you know kind of catch the quote, but he said he, he views it more as being machine learning being more like um, RoboCop than Terminator. You know, you're going to basically see a human, a human that's uh, augmented with these new capabilities, but you're always going to need that decision support, that kind of, that, that general knowledge that a, that a human can bring in. So it seems consistent with what he was saying there. Yeah. Are those both villains, though? I think we need to come up no, with... RoboCop uh, with was like a good guy, man. RoboCop was... was okay. You know, I mean, you know, but, there, yeah. there's, it's a weird storyline. I haven't seen it in a long time, but, you know, ultimately, he's a cool guy, I thought. Yeah. All right, <laughs> um, we'll go with RoboCop, then. <laughs> All right. Um, well, Adam, uh, thanks so much uh, for your time today, and best of luck with the integration. Yeah. No. Thank you, Anthony. Have a good one. Okay.